having your first step on the property ladder can be a daunting, if not slightly terrifying experience for first-time buyers. Having saved for months or even years, you want to make sure that you're getting the best deal possible. So today, um, to help first-time buyers with their purchase, I'm speaking with Catherine Katani, who is a property solicitor here at Macrawls. So Catherine, what are the most important things to consider when buying a home? Oh, hi, so um, one of the most important things you need to consider is the affordability. Um, it's a good idea to enlist the help of a broker to help you to do this. Generally, you have to save at least 15 to 20% of the cost of the home. A reason I say that is the contractual deposit is 10% on top of what you need to factor in other costs such as broker fees, lender fees, legal fees, stamp duty land tax, the land registry fee and search fees. You may also want to factor in any refurbishment costs in the budget if you need to um, refurb your home. So if you are buying a leasehold property, you would need to budget for service charge and ground rents, as often you would be expected to pay these upfront to the end of the year. And also don't uh, forget your affordability going forward. For example, can you afford your monthly mortgage payments and bills, service charge and ground rent? Mm. And with the service charge, it is worth noting that this can increase. So once a first time buyer has found a property and had an offer accepted, what are the next steps? Um, you should first ask the estate agent to take the property off the market. Um, you will then need to instruct a property solicitor, also known as a conveyancer, to complete your legal aspect of your move. And this is where we come into play. It's important that from a property solicitor you know exactly who will be acting on your behalf and what is included in their quote. If you not, have not already done so, you would need to instruct a mortgage broker to complete your mortgage application. At this point, you should also think about instructing a surveyor and diarising a survey to be carried out on the property. Now you mentioned that a survey um, is important there, so should first-time buyers always seek a survey and what are the benefits of having that? Um, yeah, for a first-time buyer, um, a survey is not essential, but it is optional. There is a common misconception, though, that the, a mortgage valuation is a survey. It is not. So it is advisable to obtain what's called a home buyer survey, as this can help you avoid any expensive or unwanted surprises. It is a detailed inspection of the property's condition carried out by a surveyor, who then provides you with a detailed report which highlights any major repairs that may be needed. This will enable you to factor in repair costs to your budget or ask the seller to arrange for the repairs to be carried out before completion. Often, as a first-time buyer, your budget is tight, but given the thousands of pounds it costs to buy a property, a couple of hundred pounds for a surveyor to come in um, can save you a lot of money in the long run. There is also a structural uh, surveys available, but this will depend on the age of the property and how much you wish to spend. It may be a good point to touch here that um, when you buy a property in the UK, you do so as caveat emptor, which literally means buyer beware. If you find any problem after completion, it is too late to ask the seller to pay for any repairs or to ask for a price allowance, and you may be burdened with that problem. 
So quite often new buyers are faced by concepts that they don't understand. Um, one of the more common of these is the difference between leasehold and freehold. So could you explain the differences? Um, yes, so a, le- a freehold is common in a house. So you own all the property outright, including the land that it is built on. With a freehold, you do not need to worry about the lease term running out. You do not need to deal with a freeholder, also known as a landlord. Um, this means that you wouldn't have to pay the ground rent, service charges and other landlord charges. Um, this is where um, on the leasehold property, which is commonly a flat, you would need to pay the ground rent service charges um, t- on the property. Um, so the property is subject to the terms of the lease with a freeholder with a leasehold property. Um, the lease will set out legal rights and responsibilities of the leaseholder and the freeholder. The freeholder is responsible for maintaining the common parts of the building and then, as I say, you'll be paying the ground rent to the freeholder and also the service charges to the freeholder for the upkeep and maintenance of the areas surrounding the property. Um, When buying a leasehold property, you should consider how many years are left on the lease and when to budget for the ground rent and service charge costs. You need to be aware that when the lease ends, ownership returns to the freeholder unless you extend the lease. Okay, so what would be your top tips to a first-time buyer? Um, a number one tip would be open a help to buy ISA as soon as possible. You actually have until 30th November 2019 to do this. After this date, you will not be able to open a help to buy ISA. So just put a little as te- one pound in the account and um, you just d- need to make the claim for your bonus on that by 1st of December 2030. Um, number two, you should check you can afford the property and the additional costs associated with the purchase. Three, top tip is um, research. Research the area you are buying in, especially if you're not, it's not familiar to you. This includes transport links, qu- uh, the crime rates, schools. It is also a good idea to visit the area at different times of day. Um, four, instruct a good solicitor to carry out the legal work. They will guide you through the process and answer any questions you have and provide you with lots of advice. Five, don't be afraid to ask any questions you would like, whether this be to the seller or the estate agent about the property itself, or even your solicitor for any of the legal paperwork. Um, you are, we are here to assist you and try to make the process as stress-free as possible. Also, I would advise to view the property just before exchange as you will take the property at its condition at the time of exchange. So, example, if tenants have moved out, inspect the condition for any damage or any rubbish that has been left. And finally, just check um, everything you can at the property. In particular, have the gas and electrics checked as um, if there's no recent uh, test certificates available from the seller. Any defect in there will be your responsibility after completion and may be costly, not to mention dangerous. Right, okay, so let's move on to some of the things that you touched on earlier, uh, one of which is this help to buy scheme. Yeah, so the government's, as I understand it, the government's help to buy scheme has helped around about half a million people to own their first property since it was introduced. Um, But I think some confusion still exists around this scheme. Um, These loans can only be used by first-time buyers um, and other purchasers buying a new build property. And the amount that can be borrowed um, differs on 
uh, whether the home is purchased in London or not. So let's try and help some of the first-time buyers understand the Help to Buy scheme. Perhaps you could give us some background. Yes, so um, the Help to Buy scheme offers an equity loan where the government lends first-time buyers and actually existing homeowners money to buy a newly built home. The purchase price must be no more than 600000 Under this scheme, you can borrow 20% of the purchase price. If you live in London, you can borrow up to 40% of the purchase price. This means the other percentage can be your mortgage. With this scheme, it's quite good because um, you can put just as little as 5% deposit on a newly built or newly converted home. You would not also, you wouldn't be charged any loan fees for the first five years of owning your home. This means for the first five years, you would be only paying your mortgage repayments. This would give you the opportunity to save in time for when you need to start paying back the loan after the first five years. So how does Help to Buy affect the home buying and conveyancing process? Uh, It doesn't actually affect the conveyancing process from the buyer's perspective at all, really. There's just more forms to complete. Okay. So are there any alternatives to help to buy? Um, Yeah, there are a few alternatives. There's the shared ownership. This is where you own part of the property with the help of a mortgage and you part rent the property. So you pay the rent on the remaining share of the property. You then have the opportunity to buy more of the property when you can afford to. This is called staircasing. As a result, over time, you may own 100%. This is open to anyone, so not just first-time buyers who have have a household income of 90,000 in London and 80,000 outside of London. It is also worth mentioning here that the Help to Buy ISA is an initiative by the government to boost your savings. Most banks now offer a help to buy ISA which is available for first time buyers only. This allows you to save up to £200 a month towards your first home and the government will boost your savings with a bonus of 25%. So that is £50 for every £200 that you save. The maximum bonus is 3000 So in other words, if you save 12000 in your help to buy ISA, the government the government would give you a maximum bonus of 3000 But I'll just remind you that um, the deadline to open up to buy ISA is in the end of November this in 2019. There are some restrictions that apply to the bonus. The main one being the property you are buying must be a maximum purchase of 250000 outside of London and up to 450000 in London. You must also be purchasing with a mortgage and you must intend to live at the property. The good thing about the Help to Buy ISA is that you can use it with other government schemes mentioned. If you have a Help to Buy ISA, it is important that you inform solicitor as soon as possible as then they have the time to apply for the bonus for you. A question that I get I get a lot of questions is that can the bonus be formed part of the exchange deposit? The answer is no. This can only be used on completion and will therefore be consolidated with the balance funds. Another bonus is that you, if you are buying with somebody else and they also have a help to buy ISA, you can use both bonuses on completion. And lastly, um, the stamp duty land tax relief for first time buyers. If, as a first-time buyer, you, if you've never owned a property anywhere in the world, you do not pay stamp duty on purchases up to 300000 And for properties up to 500000 you will not 
pay stamp duty on the first 300,000. This can save you up to 5,000 pounds. And also there's of course bank of mum and dad. Here one in four first time buyers now obtain a gift from their parents to help them get on the property ladder. Okay, really helpful. So where can I get more information on the schemes on offer and check any eligibility? Um, The Help to Buy government website is really helpful. Um, We'll explain all the different alternatives. So this is www.helptobuy.gov.uk. Okay, thanks, Catherine. So what I want to move on now is, is going into the conveyancing process in a bit more detail. Um, I think most people who've been through this will agree with me that it can be complex, a bit frustrating. Um, So for for anybody buying a home, it is a necessary process to legally transfer the property between the two parties. So let's get a better understanding of it. Um, I know that the process requires a number of searches and investigations to be conducted that are designed to give buyers a greater appreciation of the property they're buying um, so they can come to an agreement and complete the transaction. Um, So could you help us um, understand what buyers and sellers can expect and give some clarity to the conveyancing process and also an understanding of why it's so important? Yeah, sure. So uh, conveyancing is a vital part of when you're buying a house. So in simple terms, it is a legal process by which property is transferred from the seller to the buyer. Obviously, it is a lot more complicated than that. For a seller, the solicitor will pay the contract pack to provide to the buyer solicitor, which includes the legal title to the property. This will provide any planning documentation and building regulation approval documentation and answering the buyer's solicitor's inquiries. They will also redeem your mortgage from the sale proceeds on completion. The solicitor acting for the buyer will check the legal title and make inquiries based on the information provided. For example, the whereabouts of any planning consents and building regulation approval. Check that you have the national um, the rights such as access and check whether there are any restrictive covenants that affect the property. Perhaps the most important element is the exchange of contracts and completion. Once the solicitor is satisfied with the legal title and is happy with all inquiries that have been raised, um, they will provide you with a detailed report together with the contract and other documents to sign. An important factor here is we will also be acting for your lender and request the mortgage money on completion. We provide some useful guides on our website on the 10 steps to selling and buying your property. Okay, um, so what searches must be conducted before purchasing a home? Um, searches are necessary if you're obtaining a mortgage, however, we always do recommend you carry out the searches, even if you are a cash buyer. The usual searches conducted are the local authority search, water drainage, environmental planning and chancel repair uh, searches. I'll just explain them briefly. So the local authority search is it provides it in two parts, so the local land charges register and the local authority search. This includes planning permissions, building control consents, reveals any notices, enforcements that have been served on the property and whether the roads are maintained at a public expense, etc. The water drainage search contains up-to-date water supply information. If you own a freehold property, it's important to see the location of public sewers and whether they are within your property boundaries. This can affect you whether you would like to extend your property and if the water supplier would need to go to the property to carry out repairs. 
There is also the environmental search. So this checks the system. Um, the history and current record of the land mainly looks at whether the land is contaminated. It will also look at flooding, subsidence and energy infrastructures. The planning search will look at potential and current planning applications surrounding the property and um, to see whether these applications will affect your use and enjoyment of the property. And the chancel search will see whether the property is responsible to pay towards the cost or towards the repairs to the church. Okay, so what steps can sellers and buyers take to make sure their transaction goes smoothly? Um, so for the sellers, it, it, you need, just need to make sure you have all your paperwork in order. For example, if you built an extension, provide the paperwork. If you had the electrics rewired, provide the certificate. Transactions can often be delayed by the lack of evidence that the buyer solicitor needs to satisfy their inquiries and their lender requirements. From a buyer's perspective, make sure your mortgage application is in as early as possible because this can often delay the transaction. Also, listen to the advice of your solicitor and read the report. It quite often is it can be frustrating with inquiries that are being raised as you are overcome with excitement and just want to be in your new home and you know you can tend to overlook these sort of problems. However, this can be costly after completion when you come to sell. So let's assume the sale is completed. I've collected my keys. What else do I need to consider? Um, so I would probably recommend firstly to change the locks as you never know who has the keys to the property. Check your uh, smoke and house alarms. Also let the council know you've moved in for the council tax purposes. Read the meters on the day you move in and also contact all the utility providers such as the gas, electrics, broadband suppliers, water suppliers and inform them that um, you now own the property. So most, most importantly, celebrate and enjoy your own very own new home. Okay, Catherine, thank you very much. Um, that concludes our podcast um, for first-time buyers. Um, details of how to get in touch with Catherine are in the editor's notes that accompany this podcast. And we look forward to talking about another property topic in the near future. That's great. Thank you very much. <laughs>